So hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It, a podcast created by The Fuse, an outreach initiative within the College of Applied Studies and recorded with the help of the Elliott School of Communication here at Wichita State University. I am Bobby Berry, the director of The Fuse and your host for today's podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about today's student athlete. More specifically, we will be answering the question, can you be successful at being both a student and a college athlete? Here to discuss the balance between being a college student and being a college athlete is Dr. Mike Ross, Assistant Professor in the Department of Sport Management and Coordinator of E-Leadership Program. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> also joining us today is Sarah Matthews, Director of Compliance and WSU Athletics Department. Thank you for being here, Sarah. Thank you. All right, so Mike, I'm going to start with you today. Uh, let's give our listeners a little bit of background about you. So why did you choose the field of sport management and what courses do you teach for our program? I chose the field of sport management because of my passion for sport. That dates all the way back into the early ages of me. (laughs) Um, But ultimately, I started college thinking that I wanted to be a doctor. So I was a biomedical science major. I never knew that about you. (laughs) <laughs> and it, um, it all came to a crashing halt when I had an organic chemistry class at 7 a.m. with a professor that I didn't exactly um, see eye to eye with, we'll put it that way. And um, I realized this is not for me. So I actually began the transition to sport management at that point, took some classes um, when I moved to Kansas, and then ended up here at WSU and finished in sport management in both my undergrad and graduate degree. And so you've been here um, in our program for how long now? Um, As a teacher? Yeah. Year 11 in January. Nice, nice. And so you currently teach what courses? A little bit of everything. Um, I have a background in public relations, so I teach some of our public relations courses. Uh, and then I also teach some courses in our new degree program, the Workforce Leadership and Applied Learning. So uh, principles of leadership and uh, a couple of other uh, courses that are kind of devoted to leadership and improvement of organizations. And our graduate coordinator as well. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, so I teach graduate courses and then uh, help kind of manage our way with the grad program. Nice, nice. So Sarah, I'm going to turn to you and Director of Compliance. Mm -hmm. What exactly does a Director of Compliance do? So the Compliance Office in an athletic department is in charge of making sure that the athletic department, the coaches, the staff, the institution is abiding by NCA rules. So my specific responsibilities in the office include monitoring scholarships and all athletics financial aid, making sure we're following uh, the rules set forth um, by the NCAA. And that also includes like distributing our national letter of intent and our signees. So we just had signing week um, where we signed a whole bunch of prospects for the 21-22 school year. Um, And then a part of my responsibilities that's not really tied to um, the compliance office is in charge of our student athlete development program. It's called Shocker Life Program and we focus on leadership and identity development as well as um, career development and community service and that type of stuff. So with both of these roles, are these roles that you actively pursued or did this kind of organically come together um, during your time here? 
So it's it's kind of organic. I um, I have a passion for student athlete development, and I started as an academic coordinator. And um, I, however, uh, my undergrad degree is in secondary math and education, so I'm very math brained. So when the director of compliance position came available, and they're doing primarily financial aid. Um, those strengths of mine kind of translated naturally with the position. Um, and then Corey Torgerson, our associate AD for compliance, and Becky Endicott, our senior woman administrator, um, I had to convince them to keep the student athlete development part of my job. So um, that was really, uh, I was thankful for them because that's really where my passions lie. So what I find interesting is, you know, over the, the years um, of my time here, we, we, we think about student athletes and it seems as if the, the, the interesting part is student athletes are also very isolated from our normal student population on this campus. And they, they kind of have their routine of um, typically being in, you know, practice and then, you know, study hall and they tend to link up together quite a bit because they kind of have that common struggle of trying to navigate as a college student and being a student athlete mm -hmm. and so for me I'm always interested in trying to figure out how can they really thrive on this campus and what does that look like so for your particular role you know are those some of the things that you're thinking about as you work with them is from from a development standpoint um, and kind of what are those conversations like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they know when they come here they have to be a student and that they have to play their sport to be a student athlete. And so where Shocker Life is coming into play is trying to make sure that they are getting access to all of the other important parts of their development that are important to all college students, that they're getting access to those types of things that fit in their busy schedule and their their unique experience that it is in being a student athlete. And so um, that's really what we're focused on. And when it comes to the career development, um, they're passionate about their sport and um, that can be a distraction to what they want, to them thinking about what they wanna do long-term as a career. So we're constantly challenging them, asking them those questions, encouraging them to get um, you know, career experience through an internship or um, just really challenging them to develop passions outside of their sport because we all know most of them that will end, that part of their identity will end as soon as they graduate. Yeah. And um, we've got to, they've got to be ready for, you know, what's next in life. Absolutely. Um, Mike, I'm going to shift back to you and talk a little bit about our, our sport management program here. So our program, sport management, has has grown quite a bit over the, the last few years here at Wichita State, and it's Cosmo accredited and ranked within the top 25 of sport management programs in the nation. Uh, what do you attribute the success of our sport management program to? You. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. Um, yes, you are. But uh, the, the people. It's it's people. Um, we, we have incredible people that are part of this program and that starts at the top um, and it goes all the way down through adjuncts that may come on board and like teach one class in a millennium. Everyone from top to bottom that is part of the program 
they're just good people and aligned on the same thing, and that is preparing students for a successful future. Not necessarily always in sport, because you know, the research tells us that folks are gonna change careers three to four times. Yeah. Careers, <laughs> yeah. yes. not, not just jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've changed careers once. That's, that's something that uh, I think is kind of at the forefront of our mind is just developing those skill sets kind of through the lens of sport that will translate with them inside of our industry and then outside of it as well down the line if they so choose to, to make that transition. One thing that I've noticed is that this particular program is probably one of the more popular programs with our student athletes. Um, and why do you think that there is that that level of popularity? I know most say, well, obviously it's a sport management degree, but I think people sometimes don't understand the complexity of a sport management degree and the diversity in which it provides. So um, why, where do you think that connection lies between our student athletes and then the program itself? I think it, the connection lies within their identity as a student athlete. You know, the the things that we are talking about in class, while relevant to a variety of experiences and and backgrounds and things that they are gonna see in their future, it's through the lens of sport. You know, you can talk about um, cheating and you could talk about it in a higher ed setting, you could talk about it in a corporate setting, you could talk about it in all kinds of different settings, but I think where the connection comes is that when you talk about it in a sport lens, that's something they immediately have context with. And when we say, okay, let's talk about the the Astros cheating scandal, then all of a sudden they have context there because not only do they understand that, but they also have seen that in their own, in their own lives, you know, growing up through MAYB or AAU or whatever it may be all the way up through high school and, and now in college, they, they have immediate context that I think just resonates with them. Absolutely. Uh, and one of the things is that, that I wanted to elevate and highlight that you said is it's that, that connection, that connection not only within the program itself and the people that work within our program, but also the connection of the student athlete to the content. And I, I think that's one of the things I'm really proud about this program is that it's intentional in how it applies the content to the student athletes. And that's why I think we see um, the level of, uh, of connection there. Not only that, but also hopefully continued uh, success and opportunities, future opportunities between us and, and our athletics department. Uh, so, so Sarah, it seems like most sports have gone through some fairly recent compliance changes over the years, and uh, this is nothing new to your world, I'm assuming. Uh, so how have the NCAA regulations impacted your job and the athletes on our campus? Well, I mean, I think especially in the, since we're in the era of COVID, um, we're always, it's always shifting and evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna see a name image likeness coming out um, very, very shortly, and that's an evolution of the rules um, set forth by the NCAA, and um, I'm hoping we're, we're kind of moving into an, 
an era and you don't want to ever say common sense because what I've learned in compliance is things aren't always, um, you know, based on common sense. Um, you have, you know, I have a very logical math brain, but then I'm learning you have to have an NCAA brain, which those two things aren't always <laughs> the same. Um, but I think the NCA is moving in the right direction with name image likeness and um, in allowing students to profit off of their name. And, um, and that works all the way from top to bottom of a, a student athlete and a high profile student athletes and, and you know, the cross country student athlete that has their own business that they've started, um, allowing them to utilize their name image or likeness to, to, to profit. Um, but I, I, I mean, essentially back to your question, it's, it's evolving, it's always changing, it's always impacting uh, our student athletes. And a lot of them, I think, don't know how much it's really impacting their experience, but we're trying to do a lot of educating, um, especially when it comes to personal branding and with the new rules coming out with name image likeness, um, doing a lot of educating them to uh, really um, take advantage and ownership over their experience rather than just maybe um, floating through the experience and let just letting things happen. Um, they have a voice in legislation now through our Student Athlete Advisory Council, so empowering them to use those leadership skills and speak out to make changes on their experience is something we're kind of focused on, on doing. Hmm. I, I didn't know that, so that was, that yeah. was enlightening for me. And that's one thing that even I have learned, even when I was here as an undergrad, I had a sport uh, management minor, and uh, Dr. Ross was, was one of my, my professors at the time. And even now, some of the things that you talk about and the way you associate personal branding with um, these student-athletes and just in, in general as an individual, um, I have learned quite a bit from you in that regard. And one of the things that I've learned is, you know, Sometimes with branding, it, the most important thing is what are people saying when you're not in the room? And I think sometimes that really dictates a lot of things. And I think one of the things that I've noticed with a lot of student athletes is the identity piece that you talked about. And when that is removed, it's the sense of who am I? And I think that's one of the things uh, that I've seen um, that I really want to work diligently on with my students. Um, who happen to be student athletes. Um, with that being said, obviously, um, one of the things that you have mentioned is this whole notion of regulations and policies and um, over time how they've changes. They've changed and I know that you stay steadfast in the work that you do as an advocate for our student athletes on this campus. And so over the years, what have been some of the common themes that you've seen our athletes struggling with both inside and outside of the classroom? So the first thing is the transition to college, which I think all freshmen students, um, it's, a, it's a huge adjustment period um, for, for freshmen in general, but um, our student athletes are learning how to balance that, you know, 20 to 30 hours in addition of working on their sport. Um, and managing that schedule, I think, is a huge part of that. Um, understanding what are my expectations, because they're going to look a lot different than what they have been as a, a, a high school student athlete. And um, where do I fit? Mm. Uh, you know, not only at this institution, on my team. Um, all of those kinds of things are some, some initial um, 
struggles that I see with our student athletes. And then once they figure it out, um, they can they start to blossom in that structure. Um, but then we're working on them developing passions outside of their sport. And that goes along with the identity piece. Um, one thing we say a lot and we kind of take it from LeBron James is the more than an athlete tagline and challenging them that they are more than just their sport. And so what is it that makes them more than their sport? What are their passions going to be? And how can we prepare them to be ready for the transition out of college? And um, not just preparing them to move into a career field that they want to move into, but be ready to um, kind of separate with that identity of being an athlete and that will never truly leave them but it's it's been who they are for their whole life right. pretty much right. and they don't know who they are without it absolutely so we have to prepare them in the best way that we can and I think that comes from you know them tapping into their other identities yeah. while they're here and getting confidence in that they can be somebody outside of their sport absolutely um you know, and then I think mental health is huge. I think that's kind of rounds out um, some of the biggest struggles and that's gonna be, you know, in the classroom, that's going to affect them on the field. Um, uh, those coping skills um, to be able to handle adversity. Um, you know, athletes, they, they handle failure or they've experienced failure before because it's just a natural part of sport. But um, it seems like the um, everything is heightened at the college level as far as the pressure to perform. And so failure maybe feels a lot bigger than it ever yeah. has before. And um, that's something that they have to just learn to struggle with and, and cope with and um, overcome. So Absolutely. And Mike, I know you've seen just from the multiple lenses of which you serve here, not only within the, the sport management program, but just on our campus, you've seen a lot of ups and downs of student athletes. What do you feel makes a successful student athlete in today's college environment? Um, intentionality. Um, I think self-awareness is probably also a, a key piece of that, you know, um, knowing the things that I need to be intentional about. You know, the, the saying is, you, if you if it's important to you, you'll make time for it. If it's not, you'll make an excuse. Ooh, like that. Well, then all of a sudden, that really has to become a highlight of my thinking. You know, what, what are the things that I need to be intentional about? Um, you know, we were on a, a, a call earlier talking about mental health and I think there was a student athlete on there that's like, you know, how do I handle the situation when I am in class, practice, weights, film, all of that, and then I get home at 8 o'clock and I don't know what to do? You know, is it uh, homework or, you know, what? How, I think that, that intentional piece and, and being self-aware of, look, you know, I probably need a planner. Yeah. Um, I, I need to set reminders on my phone when things are due. Look, I'm 45 and I have to do the same thing. Um, those are those are just general life skills and not something that, um, you know, if you've ever had to deal with that, then it's not something that you've experienced. You know, if you're, if you're a five-star athlete, 
and you kind of breezed through high school without too much trouble and not a lot was required of you. You get here and all of a sudden you're in a room with 200 of your best friends and all of a sudden you are not the big person on campus anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. You are one of 200. Correct. And then that piece of that identity is now taken. Right. You know? And how do I deal with that? So I think a lot of it is just self-awareness and intentionality and understanding your strengths and weaknesses and knowing, you know, if, if I have a weakness for getting up in the morning and making it to my 8 a.m. class, then I need to be putting some systems in place that help me prevent that. I think that's probably the, the biggest piece for me in terms of success is just that focus on being intentional about the things that you need to be intentional about. I think one of the things, you know, tapping into and at least highlighting some of the strong skills of our student athletes. So not only are they usually, and it's not for everybody, but usually they're good team players. Um, they're good at structure. They're, they're good at taking constructive criticism. Uh, they can, they're adaptable. They have to deal with whether it's coaching changes or recovering from an injury. They have a level of resilience. And I think it's how do you hone in on that and let them see how that also is applicable outside of being an athlete. So you've learned this, you know, you've been playing, you know, basketball, football, baseball, whatever, for this many years of your life. And these traits and these qualities you have really executed pretty well to make it to where you are. Now let's take those same traits and qualities and let's see how we can apply them to real world situations. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's managing conflict outside of being an athlete, you know, how do you uh, be resilient in whatever workplace that you're going into, whatever that is. And I think those, that approach um, would is really going to benefit the athlete themselves but um, I think you know as a group you know and I think it needs to be a, a unified effort between all of us you know how do we find ways to really tap in and really make that clear to them because mm -hmm. um, I think they struggle with that sometimes mm -hmm. um, and so honestly kind of wrapping it up a little bit so Sarah my question for you is with all of those those complex factors of being a student athlete um, what do you think is necessary for our student athletes to see, succeed academically? So I think exactly what you said is, is getting them to realize that they have a lot of the skills necessary to be successful. It's applying them in the setting of the classroom. And, um, and you know, wanting to um, maintain that level of success across all parts of who they are, um, not just on the quarter field, but in, in all other elements uh, and activities that they participate in. Um, we have some great support systems in place academically for our student athletes in our Athletic Academic Student Services Center, um, tutor availability, uh, mentoring, um, helping with some of those organization skills, um, connecting them with resources as they need them. Um, so I think some of those systems are in place. Um, I think one thing that we can continue to just do is is building the relationship with the student athlete and making sure we are um, connecting them to 
the content uh, to what their major is, um, to uh, their transition into the college uh, environment, and continuing to model um, and using the upperclassmen as examples as good models for um, you know someone who's maybe gone through the weeds and had to figure it out and and can be a guiding light. So one thing we want to um, start up is a little bit more peer mentoring, um, really connecting those seniors with those freshmen and and helping support them uh, in the classroom and in the transition. And, and if they can learn to balance and balance isn't always the best word and everything, but um, you know, they can be successful. So. And Mike, I'll close with you. And I'm just curious um, if you were to give maybe two or three tips or words of wisdom to any student athlete listening and kind of figuring out how they're going to make it through. <laughs> um, not only this current state of time with COVID and whatnot, but just navigating the challenges of identity as a whole. What would those two or three tips be from you? I would say mindset needs to be a big piece of that. Um, you know, there's nothing that we can really do to change the environment that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we are in a global pandemic. Okay. We are navigating through unheard of levels of political division. Mm -hmm. You know, we are witnessing unheralded social injustice and we can't change any of what has happened, but we can put ourselves in a mindset to be able to change how we respond to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's probably the, the biggest key. You know, if you, you make a zero on a quiz, um, you're not gonna be able to change that necessarily, but you can change how you respond and say, okay, well, that's one, that's one of many, I'm gonna be okay and I'm gonna respond the way that I need to respond. So I think just to wrap it up, mindset is probably the biggest thing and understanding that that's a conscious choice. Well, thank you for that. Um, once again, I wanna say thank you to both of you for taking time to come and speak with us today. And also thank you for all the work that you guys do on behalf of our student athletes here on this campus. So thank you for coming and I will be chatting with you guys later. All right, so we've been discussing the balance needed to be a successful student athlete while in college. So joining us now is a junior and sport management major and women's basketball player, Rachel Johnson. So Rachel, I'm happy to have you here th uh, this afternoon. So welcome to the table. Thank you. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Rachel. So specifically, what position do you play here for our women's basketball team? Um, I'm a junior this year, transferring in from a junior college. Uh, I'm a shooting guard. I play that position. I play the point guard position. I just switch and rotate out with those two. I'm from Ufala, Alabama, and just in Kansas, I like it so far. So. <laughs> um, one of the things I find interesting, and we had a couple of one of the professors from the sport management program on earlier, um, we talked about the, the connection between our student athletes and our sport management program. So what made you choose sport management as a program? Well, not being like, you know, most kids when they grow up saying they want to be a nurse, uh, then is like I, I was kind of different. I, I like sports like football, basketball, soccer, all all the sports. So I, I just wanted to keep in that area and just just manage sports or be a coach. 
uh, athletic director or something like that. Have you found it challenging? So as you as you play and as you you're being a, a student as well, have you at least the identity piece? Have you found it challenging to focus on what your life will possibly look like post college sports? Have you thought about that? Has that been something that mm, not, really, not really? But it's just it's really something to think about. I yeah. need to start focusing on what you know. That that's really important though. Like. One of the things that I have found interesting, and in, you know, teaching in this program for a few years and working with a lot of a lot of athletes, it's it's mm -hmm. that piece right there, that that level of connection between your identity as an athlete and what your identity is going to be at some point when you're no longer an athlete. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so that's just been kind of interesting to me. So, and I know you have a lot on your plate. <laughs> I know yeah. you personally, so I know you have a lot on your plate. How? What do you find it? challenging or what is challenging about uh, succeeding academically and to be successful as an athlete as well? It's really tough for I know a lot of athletes across the world like we struggle with maintaining you know classwork, schoolwork, tests, everything. It's really in practice, games, it's really stressful at times but I mean you really have to have that mindset where you just got to do it. You just, you, you just got to do it. One of the things we that that I've noticed is the the qualities of a student athlete. So yeah. you all are pretty resilient by nature, and I think those are some of the things that you guys have 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 worked diligently on. And I and I've seen you. I mean, you're in class all the time when you can be, and you do really well on your schoolwork. And so for me, where does that 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 drive come from for you to bring that same type of energy not only on the court but in the classroom? Where does that come from? Just my mind, my mindset <clears throat> of being, you know, just wanting to be the best, like have the best grades. You know, they they want us to be successful on and off the court. So I take my my academics very seriously, and I just want to be the best in doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, be responsible and adult. You know, I'm 21 now, and I'm just uh, like trying to learn how to, you know, do my academic. I, I really had to learn how to put school first before basketball because at one point I was basketball, 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 no school, like failing the ninth grade, you know, not being able to play basketball that year because I just cared about basketball. And I had to really, really, really get school first, school first, then basketball. So now after a couple of years playing basketball, like I have a really great story. Like I tell people that story all the time. How school is very important and it's just it's very important so if you could share us a little bit or share with us a little bit uh, what is the best and the worst part about being a student-athlete well the best part is it's like you're a celebrity like <laughs> sometimes you, you you just people know you like you don't even know someone they be like hey Rachel like great game I'm like hi thank you so much and it's like the bad part, mm, it's really not, I don't know, it can be in ways, you know, because you have to set an example for everybody's, they're, they're all, you're always being watched. Always. <laughs> so, like, one bad mistake, like, one bad mess up is, like, that's just, that'll ruin you. So, I can say just people, people are always watching you. That's probably me. So something that uh, obviously that's really relevant for everybody right now is is COVID-19. And so, you know, this pandemic has pretty much just turned everything for everybody upside down. Uh, so the adjustment to being in this pandemic, 
clearly has not been easy. And so my question for you is how has COVID impacted you personally, academically, and athletically? Personally, it's, it's really stressful because, I mean, something like this happening out of nowhere is just really devastating because, you know, one minute, you know, you're, you're out without a mask, just fine breathing there. Now we're, everywhere you go, you have to have the mask on. And it's just, oh, I, I don't know, this, this year hasn't been a good one for me and my family because we had a lot of relatives that caught COVID and it's just a lot of people I know had it and it's just really 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 just hard and with basketball in school mainly is you know us at basketball team we've been shut down four or five six times already we have a game next Friday and we just this week is our first week back from being set out from COVID oh, wow. and we're trying to get get us get get in shape again and, and get moving and we play next Friday so it's really been stressful being out, missing class due to quarantining. And I'm just like, gosh, uh, it's 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 really tough. How has it um, has it has it affected any of your your schoolwork specifically, or how you finished out the semester? Well, not really, but it's just you know not being in class and learning. You know, being there. I, I'm a hands-on person. I like to be there and know what's going on. You know, that it, it affected it a little bit, but I think I'm gonna finish strong. Do you feel like you have, um, as a student athlete, do you feel like you have support systems in place, both from a personal standpoint and within our athletics and or your program oh, yes. to help you be successful? Yes, they 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 want us to be successful on and off the court, and mainly they focus on academics. So during all this, I feel like you know with the sports management program and. I see a lot of e get a, a lot of emails about diversity groups and like all the kind of support groups for us to as athletes to you know get in and join. So I, we it's it's been good so far. Like, so outside of being a basketball player, um, do you have much time to to feel like a twenty one year old or no, or <laughs> not at all. Like oh, it's it's really I don't have time to do anything. I leave the house at seven a.m. Monday through Friday, get home at like seven that night, and my Monday Wednesday class at seven at that night, and I just I, I don't get back till late. I have a little dog, and he's <laughs> he's at home, and I'm like, God, what is he doing? <laughs> While I'm gone so long, but I don't have much time to enjoy. So with the the schedule that you keep, and I think sometimes uh, it's often that you find you know that you know a lot of kids want to be a student athlete, or they want to go to college, they want to play D1, and all this stuff. Um, maybe what are some tips? Um, or at least words of wisdom or maybe some advice, maybe one or two things that you would then give to some incoming student athlete, um, that young girl that wants to walk in your shoes one day, what, what, what advice would you give her? I would tell her first, coming from a junior college, like being at that level, you know, you had to get it. A lot of people say you had to get it out the mud or like you had to work. We, we had to work extra hard to get here. Me personally, I worked extra hard to get to this level. So the, the thing I would tell her is, no matter what, where you at, what situation you're in, you have to work hard for whatever you're trying to trying to get. Like you just work hard, and everything else will fall in place. Hey, Maybe. trust me. That's I think that's how most of us, um, you know those that have come from backgrounds or maybe have experienced some adversity. Yeah. You know, having the level of not only resiliency but the the ability to to 
have that grit, if you yes, will. Yes, that's true. And, and how do we survive? How do we thrive? And sometimes you know, that, that's challenging and struggling. And, and you're here, you're from Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're here, do you have any family here? No. So how has that experience been with you adapting to, you know, this COVID and playing yeah, and being alone? Yeah, it's, it's stressful sometimes. I just feel so lonely and I call my family. I'm like, y'all miss me yet? <laughs> and I'm like, can I come home? And they're like, no, you got to stay, you know, stay up there and make us proud. I'm just, you know, stay to myself, stay inside, stay with my teammates in the little circle we have. But that's about it. I just pray and just hope I get to go home soon <laughs> for Christmas maybe. Hopefully. And I think that's one great thing about being on a team is then you kind of build that level of yeah. family and community mm-hmm. uh, within your team, which is which is also an added bonus, if you will. Um, so pretty much, I mean, wrapping it up, my, my last major question for you um, is three to five years from now, where do you hope that you are? Well, of course, I want to play professional basketball, mm-hmm. but if that doesn't work out for me, I would want to be a coach for a Division One, Division Two, Division Three, JUCO, high school. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I just want to coach. Just want to coach. And you know, I see myself married, kids, all that. So all that good stuff. All that good stuff. <laughs> I want the happy, happily ever after life. White picket fence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, once again, Rachel, uh, I know you're busy for sure, um, and so I appreciate you making time for us today. And it's been it's been fun getting to hang out with you and uh, get to know you a little bit on and off. Uh, the court, if you will. So once again, thank you. And I appreciate you um, and hope you have a safe and healthy rest of your year. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, We really appreciate your support and your viewership. As always, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us some feedback or leave us a comment and let us know what's on your mind. I'd also like to issue a small challenge to our listeners today. If you're someone who has been keeping up with us for a while now and you find value in what we're doing, do us a favor and share this podcast with your friends. Our hope is to consistently grow our network and produce valuable content that you guys want to hear. Thanks for your support. Have a good one and join us next time on Let's Talk About It.